So, uh, does anybody at home or work have a junk drawer? <laughs> yeah, I counted around my house. There's three of them in a row. And then one over here. Yeah. And the things that are in your junk drawer. You know? Like, how many pens do you have in there? But then how many pens don't really work? They don't work and you throw them back in the junk drawer. Right? Or, or how about this? How many iPhones do you have in there? I, yeah. So, uh, I've got every iPhone and Samsung since the flip phones. Because once my kids would get a new one, they throw the old one in there because you really can't do anything with it. And you're not supposed to, God forbid, throw it in the garbage. Or how about the cords? If you got cords in your junk drawer, receipts, bills, yeah, it's all in there. And so... You may have so much stuff in your junk drawer that now you've graduated to a junk room. Or like part of the room. And so if anybody can bear witness to that, say amen. <laughs> or how about this? You've decided that you need to keep your junk. So if you're able to convince the other person at your house, you'll get a plastic shed from Walmart out back. I've got more pipes and pieces of three-quarter, quarter-round, and different types of nails in there than you'd ever imagine. But wait. What if there's not enough room there? What do you do? You go get a storage shed. All you got to do is walk and drive all over any city in America, and there's a storage place. Yeah. You see, it's stuff we got stored up in our junk drawer that we maybe don't know what to do with. Maybe don't have the guts to throw it out. Or maybe we're just so used to it, it's just easier to just leave it there. Let it sit. And when this junk drawer gets full, you move down. You got more drawers in your house. If you got to throw away pots and pans, you can't throw away that stuff, right? Yeah. And there is a time for everything. And a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them up. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There's a time to search and a time to give up and a time to keep and a time to throw away. You see, today is about getting junk 
out of our drawers. But not only that, getting junk out of our lives. You know, why is it that we keep buying stuff that we don't need to impress people that we don't like when we don't even have a place to put the stuff? You could go on either gender and pick things. Like I need another tool. Like I need another fishing rod. Like I need another pair of cowboy boots or a hat. I'm not going to go on the other side. I'm just going to leave it alone. But we've all got stuff we need to get rid of. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says it this way. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what's behind and straining what is ahead. I press toward the goal to win the prize which God has called me heavenly word in Christ Jesus. You got to move on. You got to get the stuff in your, you, you, the stuff in your drawer. It's, it's useless. It's outdated. It's an old way of thinking. I mean, we've all got junk. And God has a plan for our junk. He, he does. He cares about what we've got and what we're doing with it. And you see, why that matters is what we do with our junk is what matters. Forgetting what's behind, straining forward to what's ahead. If you have got all this junk and you're going to put it and go back to it every day at your house, open up the drawers, take a look, put one more pen from one more hotel or convention or meeting in it, one more pencil, and you don't even have a pencil sharpener. Is that true? It's an amen. Amen. Ephesians 4.22 says this, You were taught with regard to your former way of life. Look, we've all got a former way of life. We've all been in our past. We all have a past. You were taught with regard to your former way of life. Think about what your way of life used to be. My hope and prayer is that your way of life today is not what it was. Thank God it's not. Until you open a couple of drawers and see some junk in there. Or maybe you grab something and say, I'm going to put, I'm going to put it in my junk drawer instead of the garbage. It's easy to do. Your former way of life. Put off your old self. You see, it's not like that happens automatically. 
The word put means to do. You gotta put it off. You gotta put it away. Or it will stay on you. If you don't put off, put means to take. If you don't get it off, if you don't lay it down, your old self, by the way, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, if you don't take it off, it's going to stick on you. It's like the most comfortable pair of clothes that you may have. Man, it just feels so good to slip into that flannel jacket. But it's August. It feels so good to slip into those Levi's. But they're either torn up, or I might say, they're too small. You got to put that stuff off. Which is being corrupted by deceitful desires. And you need to be made new. What did Jesus say to the tax collector? You got to be born again. How do I do that? How do I enter back into my mother's womb? No. You got to be made new in the attitude of your mind. You see, this battle is in our mind because if it were rational, we'd take those junk drawers out, we'd unclip the little hinge that holds it in there, and we'd get a big garbage can, 55-gallon with one of those big black liners, and dump it. And then we'd have some Clorox and a paper towel. Clean it out. Take it off. Put it away. And then what we would do with our mind is we'd say, either, oh, I've got a new place to put junk. (laughs) Or, I'm not going back there. When I take that pen from the hotel, I'm going to throw it away because it's only going to last two days. (laughs) If you're lucky, put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. You see, God doesn't want us to have junk to be made new in the attitude of your mind. That's the important thing. Romans says it like this. Don't conform to the patterns of this world. Just look around and see what's going on. I don't care if this message were preached a hundred years ago. Look what's going on. The pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You gotta hit reset, 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 reboot, reboot, reboot. You gotta break old habits and it starts in your mind. It starts by putting off. Then you'll be able to test and approve God's will. Look, God wants you to test Him. Try this. God says, test me in this. It's not like you're giving him a quiz. He's saying, believe me. Give me a try. His good and pleasing and perfect will. Therefore, don't lose heart. Though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. See, we got to get our junk out day by day. You take the trash out twice a week. Tuesday and Friday. You don't leave it in your house. 
Because if you do, what happens? Oh, my goodness. It stinks. You gotta get the trash out. You gotta get the junk out. You gotta put off the old way of thinking. You gotta put off the old desires, the old habits. You gotta put it off and put on Christ. Peter says it like this. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind, like newborn babies. Well, how am I going to be born again? How am I going to enter back into my mother's room? Jesus says, no. That's not what I'm saying. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Now, I'll tell you, there's a lot of lists in the Bible about things you need to put off. And we'd be here a while, but just listen to this. Here's just a snapshot. It's in Ephesians 4. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is helpful for building others up according to the needs, that it may benefit those who listen. I can go back to some of my friends in a county north of here who have pickup trucks, rubber boots, baseball caps, and I can get back into what they have to say and do in an instant. Can you get with somebody and then all of a sudden you're back in it? You've put it back on. No. Don't do that. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed the day of your redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander among every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. You see, there's another thing in the drawer. Pastor Ramona talked about it this morning. You pull it out and, oh, wait a second. There's some unforgiveness in there. Oh. You see, that's generally one of the last things that we throw away is unforgiveness. Because somebody owes us something for what they've done to us. And again, Pastor Ramona talked about the Holy Spirit is amazing this morning. We want revenge. But you see, Christ, he did all that for us. He paid that price for us. And so all this junk that you've got, again, this is just one small list. The Bible's full of it. See, some of the stuff you have in your life, in your drawer, you may need a dumpster for. See, a garbage can may not be a 13-gallon kitchen. It may not be enough. You know, the one at the curb that you take out may not be enough. If you're trying to clean out a drawer in a part of a room or a room or a storage place out back or a storage place down the street that you're paying a couple hundred dollars a month to put junk in, you just may need a dumpster. Because it's all in here. Man, think about it. you got to get it out. God wants it out. Colossians 3. Since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. You see, 
Matthew says it like this. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Man, if you got junk in your drawer, in your house, in your heart, no. See, the bottom line is, what we hold on to can hold us back. What we have such a tight grip on can hold us back. From growing and going where God wants us to be. So is there any junk in a drawer at your house that you could go home today to and say, you know what? I've looked at this charging cord for this iPad that I threw away for the last five, six, seven, ten years. Do you have the guts to go home today and take it out? Just walk it to the kitchen and drop it in. Yeah. How about the old pencil again that you don't even have a pencil sharpener for? And you say you're going to sharpen it with your knife or you're going to buy a sharpener, but you're not. So I'll save it because it's got an eraser. But you're saving it because you got an eraser, but you don't have anything to write with because your pencil is not sharp. You don't need the eraser. What you hold on to can hold you back. Will you do that this week? Will you look in the junk drawer at your house and just start today with one thing? But more importantly, will you start today before you even walk out of this room and decide, ah, there's something in the junk drawer of my life and I need to get rid of it. I need to throw it out. I don't want anybody to see it. I don't want anybody to know about it. You don't have to. But today, pick something in your junk drawer. Just think about it. And get rid of it. Put off. And put on. You see, if you do that, there's more room for the people that you love. And there's a lot more room for God. Do you want more of God in your life? Do you want the Holy Spirit in your life? You see, if you don't know Jesus, now's your time. Just make it right with God. Like Pastor Ramon was talking to us. We don't know who does or does not know Jesus. But if you don't, don't don't let this moment pass by. In your own heart, in your own mind, just ask the Lord to come into your life. He'll change you and he'll help you with the stuff that you seem to think might hold you back from coming to God. Nope, he's enough. He's paid the price. And if you need junk out of your life, it's the same God that will come in and displace all of that. His spirit is pure. Accept him as your Savior. Get rid of the junk in your life.
Dear Lord, thank you today for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, that he's enough, that he's done it. And Father, help us clean the junk out of our drawers. Help us to clean up our life, not we and our power, but let us give it to you, Father. Show us the things, Holy Spirit, that we need to remove from our lives. Lead us into righteousness. Amen. Amen. Now, here's what we're going to do. Thank you. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to have communion. And this is a wonderful time. This is just a wonderful time as you're taking communion. To be thinking about what God wants you to do with your life. To do with the things in your life. You know, communion was started at the Last Supper. Jesus was having a dinner with his disciples the night he was going to be betrayed, the day before he was going to be crucified. And he shared a meal. And then he had bread and wine. He talked about the bread being his body and the wine being his blood. And in the New Testament, it talks about how we, and Jesus said, do this often in remembrance of me. And the New Testament talks about it when we do this, that we should examine ourselves. So let me ask you this. As we start this, I'd ask you, wherever you are, to examine yourself now. As we examine ourselves, examine yourself. Dear Lord, thank you that we can partake in communion. Thank you, God, that your blood... And your body was shared for us. Amen. We're going to pass out the elements. Please hold them until the end. We'll do them together. Can you imagine the things that Jesus did for us? It really should lead us to almost compel us to look at our lives to examine what we say and what we do and how we think how we treat our neighbors how we treat those that we love in our family what we believe and those things that we harbor I'll tell you with the The blood and the body of Christ, He wants us to carry none of this. He wants us to be as light and free as can be. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And the way you get His Spirit is through a relationship that only you can establish with God by coming to Jesus Christ. On the day that uh, he was with his disciples, he took the bread and he gave thanks. Thank you, Lord. And broke it. And he said, this is my body that was given for you.
Take, eat. At the same time, he had the, the wine. And, and he was explaining to his disciples, this is the blood of the new covenant that was shed for you. And as his blood spilled on the earth, that is crucifixion. It supernaturally changed the world. Take drink. Now, if, if we, as we've presented the word to you and communion, my hope is that the Holy Spirit has moved in you powerfully than he's spoken to you. We're going to close and we're going to have prayer up front for anyone that would need it, anyone that would desire it. So, Lord, thank you. Thank you for what you've done today and what you continue to do in the name of Jesus. Amen. You're dismissed. If you'd like prayer, please come up. We have those that are designated to pray. And uh, if not, God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great, great day. Hallelujah. If you are not having prayer at the altar, please move to the back for your fellowship time. Thank you. God bless you as you go. Thank you.